Hey guys, this is Chaitan. And this is Abby. And this is Who Got Next. So the weekend has passed by. We had, we're down to the conference finals. So we're looking at two series that could possibly end anytime this week, given what we just saw play out. On Thursday night, we watched Phoenix in LA. You know, Phoenix had a 2 0 lead going into game three. Chris Paul is back. You know, all that hype surrounding Phoenix was, hey, look, they can, hey, Chris Paul is back. He's playing in L.A. How great would it be for him to end this series in L.A. after what they did to him? But turns out that L.A. had some fight in them, like their head coach does, and they beat uh, Phoenix 106-92, a poor shooting performance from Devin Booker, who ended up getting hit in the face, uh, you know, all that stuff. He had to wear a mask. But when we moved to game four, it was a dog fight. It was pretty much a bare knuckle brawl where, you know, Phoenix took the lead easily in the beginning and they had a wire to wire victory, but it ended 84 80 and it looked so close to being, you know, this series could have been tied very easily. Um, shots weren't falling for either side. Really. Phoenix went four for 20 from three. Um, LA went five for 31 from three. And it ended up being, I guess the difference ended, uh, difference maker was free throws at the end of the game where they had, you know, Devin Booker at one point was perfect from the free throw line. He was eight for eight. Um, and then Chris Paul, who made 35 straight free throws in the playoffs going to the line compared to, you know, just Jekyll and Hyde appearing for, Paul George, who was shooting great from the free throw line, but in key situations, he just started missing. And then a penalty on DeMarcus Cousins, who completely forgot that he has to hit the rim on a free throw if he wants the rebound back. You know, so it was a poor execution game for Phoenix towards the end of game four, which led them to being down 3-1 in the series. And after after the game, in a post-game interview, um, Tyron Lewis says, hey, coming back from 3-1, uh, down 3-1 is very doable, and they've come back from 2-0 deficits in the last two series. So we'll see what happens from here on out. Abby, what are your thoughts on the Phoenix series so far? I think it's done. I think it was done. Congrats. That's the Clippers won a game, game three. Congratulations. That was uh, the first game Chris Paul came back. Everyone we've seen, every instance we've seen with COVID, the player takes some time to get back. And he didn't even play well last game either, but neither team did. Devin Booker played decent. Um, Bridges played – he had great – played well, rebounding. I think he had over 12 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Ian, double-double, 20-plus rebounds. So, 84-80 was, I think, the what? The lowest-scoring postseason – I was the lowest-scoring game of the NBA season. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, which is shocking because it, it is what it is in this league now. And it shows you there's great defense played and missed shots. But overall, if the Clippers couldn't win that game, that was the game. If you t- tied up 2-2, even without Kawhi, okay, now you got shot because you have another game in L.A. You got to win one game in Phoenix somehow. And you have a chance. Now, I think it's over. Zubak, we got the news today. He's out. There's no way. And, and let's be honest. The Clippers have had this no way. We've said no way many times with them. 
I just feel this is insurmountable. You don't have Zubak. You don't have Kawhi, obviously. Marcus Morris is not fully healthy, it looks like. And listen, Paul George, he's a very good player. In my eyes, he is a front runner. He is not the reason you win. He, When you see comebacks in the third quarter, give the man credit because Terrence Mann, I don't know what he does in the third quarter, what he has, what possesses him in the third quarter. But in the third quarter is where he ignites some, and that's where, oh, okay, now we got something going here. And then Paul George starts feeling himself, trying to get into a rhythm, plays better. But it's not because he started it. Reggie Jackson starts it. Zubak, offensive rebound, starts it. Um, uh, uh, Beverly with a defensive play because the man has been phenomenal in Devin Booker this series. So it's not him. So I'm not going to – okay, listen. He, Paul Jordan has played very well this postseason compared to last postseason. But in the past, but in my opinion, he came there for a reason, and that was because Kawhi Leonard was number one, not because of him. And missed those free throws, game two. He went one for seven the first quarter um, from three in game four. Bro, he's just not – he's very good. He's a star. He's just not that guy. It's just, it is what it is. But – he played even worse than that last year. That's why he got the shit he got. I think we can all agree to that. Nobody's holding this man to superstar um, standards. If you are, then you're mistaken, sadly. And, and Indiana, you could have. Indiana, pre-leg injury, that was someone else, in my opinion. I was a huge fan. And then post-leg injury, I was still rooting for him. Then the OKC shit happens. And then the Clippers. And at this point, it's just he is who he is. He's very good. He's not great. He had the tools to be great, but he isn't. Reggie Jackson, respect all the way. The man should have – people thought he should have been out the league, backup, whatever. He's straight up balling. Patrick Beverly, the defense is his calling card, and he's proven it. And it's sad to see Zubak hurt. I, I would like to see Boogie cut this more, and today we likely will get to see that. Hopefully we'll see. And Luke Kennard, shooter, he's playing well. But I think it's over. The Suns have too much. They're fully healthy now. Chris Paul played two bad games. I don't expect a third. They're at home. They're This is probably the best home crowd in the NBA right now in the postseason. For them to lift the trophy, the the conference finals trophy today, and to go to the NBA. I don't – Chris Paul – we, we saw it last, last game in the interview when they said, Chris, you've, you're very aware of 3-1 comebacks. I think he fully understands that. He knows that if we lose this game – we can easily lose game six, and then we're here for game seven, and you don't want that. It's just simply put, the game five of a 3-1 is the most important because if you lose today, then, bruh, I think the clip, if they clip, if somehow the Clippers pull this off, this is going to go seven then, and you don't want that. You don't want that. That's unnecessary games being played and unnecessary chances being taken. I think the Clippers lose tonight. They had a fantastic season. It's understandable. They are disappointed because Kawhi Leonard is hurt. We still don't know what the hell is hurt. We don't know. We still don't know. His camp or whatever um, um, team he has where his information is so hidden, every other NBA player we've ever heard of, their information is out there. Why his is kept secret, I don't know. I don't even know you can do that. But they're, they've been doing it. All they keep updating is he's out. He's out. He's out. We still don't know what the 
hell is wrong with him? And uh, if he had surgery, okay, he's out. Why are we playing these games where he may be out, he may play, he may not play? So it's kind of weird. I don't know. If, will Kawhi Leonard stay now? I don't see why not because I'll be honest. If he was playing in the series, it could have went either way. Yeah. From the way I've seen these team, the, the, this team play in the postseason. Obviously, I felt the Clippers would lose regardless. But I can't say that uh, definitively. I'm not going to be one of those people that's just like, oh, the Suns got a doubt, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say that. But overall, Suns, you are one game away from something almost no person thought was fathomable in their first season. But they can do it. Devin Booker, I think he's in for a game. I think he's due for a game. I think he goes crazy tonight. Yeah, completely. Uh, given what he did in the last two closeout games, there's no reason to doubt Devin Booker here. Um, I think the Zubox loss is insane because PG had 16 rebounds. That was the best stretch I've ever seen him play. Yeah. I've ever seen him play. It's He went from possibly being benched multiple games to now to when he starts and plays, he's been – he is equal, if not, he is basically equal to uh, the former number one pick, DeAndre Ayn. Yeah, I think given the way that Reggie Jackson has been playing is why he's been so big is, you know, when Patrick Beverly was playing the starting cube, uh, starting point guard role, they weren't playing up-tempo. Now with Reggie Jackson, they're running the court, so all he has to do is run to the middle of the court and just get a... Uh, get the ball, and make a move. That's all he has to do, catch a lob, whatever. And I think they're going to miss that a lot in this game because, hey, DeAndre Ayton, even with Zubox on the court, went for, what, 19, uh, 18 and 22? So they're going to miss that. So if, if they're going to do anything, they might have to go small, and that can end up being a big game for DeAndre Ayton because – Whenever they go small, it hasn't really affected DeAndre Ayton on the defensive end either. So I think that's going to be a big thing to watch here. And how many minutes does DeMarcus Cousins play? Because, you know, we saw spurts of him play like 10 minutes, no, like five minutes, go for 13 points and never play in the game again. Right? So we got to see what happens there. But there's no doubt in my mind, given what I saw in the last two games in Phoenix, that Phoenix does not win this game. Well, I guess what we're both saying is the Phoenix Suns are going to the NBA Finals for the first time in, I have no idea how long, the Charles Barkley days. 93. 93, just know. Every fan out there of any team, sometimes the process is very grueling. I know, I'm a Magic fan. I've Missed it for the past 11 years. You guys are the Suns fans. Jesus, that's a long time. That's 38 years. 28. So, what is it? 28. No, oh, man. 19, didn't you say 1983? 93. Oh, 93. Okay, then yeah, you're right. 28 years. Yeah, still a long time. That, that's a still a long time. That's basically from birth to adulthood marriage, which is a long way to go. So... Um, the Suns fans, you have endured a lot, and now you are put, obviously a Clippers fan. Also, they've never been to a conference, they've never been to NBA finals. This is their first conference finals, also. So, 
we're seeing history be made before our very eyes. And now it's 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 the Suns to lose. Suns got to win this game. They understand. They have everything to lose. The Clippers don't. The Clippers aren't even supposed to be here without Kawhi. And unfortunately, one team has to lose. The Clippers have fought back two series in a row, 2-0, like you said. Tyron Lue has been fantastic. He does not care about your salary. He doesn't care about your name. He doesn't care about your stature. He will play who he feels can win them the game, simply put. And we'll see. I If Zubak takes a major adjustment, Zubak's out, as we've said repeatedly. So we'll see. But I expect that 11.30, whenever the game ends, we will be having our first celebration of the season in the Western Conference, and it should be the Phoenix Suns. But now let's turn to another series, which had a surprising start. The Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young dropping 48 were able to win a game in Milwaukee. Close game. I think it was a three-point loss by uh, Milwaukee at the crib. But then last game two, the Milwaukee Bucks were pissed. They were responded they dogged them they killed them they told them who they are they basically said listen bro this is what you guys really are to us you guys can't play with us and that's what they did and then game three which was yesterday unfortunately trey young got hurt all these people clamoring for the referee to hate on him what the hell did he do he's standing there he didn't put his foot out he's basically standing there and trey young unfortunately hits his leg and they lose i mean and he gets hurt it's unfortunate. You can't blame the referee or anyone for that situation. Regardless, I feel it doesn't matter if Trey Young was healthy in the fourth quarter. They weren't going to win that game because Trey Young's not guarding Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton single-handedly won them that when Trey Young got hurt, they were up four. When Trey Young came back in the game, they were up five. So the lead went up one point. So you can't tell me, oh, Trey Young's out. They got dog. No, they didn't. They went up one point. Chris Middleton is what happened. He dropped 20 in the fourth and single-handedly won the game. So I don't want to hear Trey Young would have won them that game. You could, If you want to speculate that, go ahead. At that point, all you're doing is taking away from the Milwaukee Bucks. And if you're doing that, then you're just a hater. They did what they had to do. Milwaukee Bucks won this game. They have home court back. And I'm, in my opinion, the series is over. They're, that was the game. If Atlanta won that game, okay, we got a series again. I don't think so. I think they're going to win tomorrow. And I think they're going to win at home. And both of these series are going to end in five. And we're going to have a Suns versus Bucks finals. Oh, how time has passed six months later. Oh, my goodness. I don't care how we got there. I didn't know about no injuries. Nobody told me about injuries. My team's players could have gotten hurt. There's no guarantee here. And the final two teams standing could be the Suns and the Bucks. And oh, how that sounds. Chaitan, your thoughts on this series? I Yeah, I agree with you. If Atlanta won game three, we would be sitting here like, holy crap, they're about to give Milwaukee a run for their money. And to be honest, given the way we viewed Milwaukee in the last three seasons, you know, what was that? One conference finals appearance. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me get one thing out of here. The only year where I felt, I'm, I'm speaking from my perspective where I felt the Milwaukee Bucks legit had a chance to win it all was 2019. Last year, yeah. I did not feel that way because of the bubble. Once yeah. the bubble started, I did not feel they were going to win. So the only, in my opinion, the only real year they had, like where they faltered was 2019. I don't care about anything with any team, truly, that happened in the bubble. I really can't blame anyone in the bubble at this point. So in my yeah. opinion, when they blew that 2-0 lead to Toronto – that was a huge 
huge letdown. It kind of exposed Giannis as like build a wall and then he can't do anything. And he's proving himself this year. Plus, Eric Bledsoe, his ass is out of here, which is a huge advantage, difference, benefit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but that's from like our basketball perspective from watching all those games in the bubble and prior to the bubble. I'm saying in terms of, you know, they were the favorites because they're the number one seed. Okay, and- so you could say, yeah, last year and the year before. Yeah, and this is the third year. Yeah. Right. Even though this year people felt Brooklyn and Philly, they, they would have ranked Brooklyn, Philly, then um, Milwaukee. Then Milwaukee. Yeah, I agree there too as well. But, you know, we watched the games. You're the one that said, hey, look, if any team can beat Brooklyn, it's Milwaukee. Right? So yeah. in just terms of that, it's just, you know, we've had expectations for Milwaukee for so long. And if they were down 2-1 here, we can easily just be like, yo, it's the same old Milwaukee Bucks team all over. Nah, nah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. They were losing. I didn't feel a problem. I felt that they lost this game. They were going to win game four. Then they would win game five. And, yeah, this may go seven. This may go seven. So, but I did not feel at any point. I was, I'm just speaking from my perspective. Yeah. You're, I completely understand your point of view. And my perspective was, if they lost this game, okay. Because the Atlanta Hawks got embarrassed. They got embarrassed. They're yeah. going to respond. They play, they're, they're playing very well for the first three quarters, first 42 minutes, actually. But then the better team, they did what they did. They, they did what they do. Milwaukee, Giannis, dominated. Middleton, dominated. P.J. Tucker, huge rebounds. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Portis, huge contributions. Uh, Pat Connaughton, huge. The timely rebounding was phenomenal. Drew Holiday, he played phenomenal the first two games. He had a very bad game yesterday, but it's not going to play great every game. But overall, they did what they had to do to win the game. And then I texted you yesterday. I was like, yo, Milwaukee's off to a pretty bad start. But Expected. You know, All expected. But uh, after that, I said, you know, if they can make up for a bad start with a great finish, which is exactly what they did, that's, that's the recipe for a great, you know, NBA finals team is you know you can mitigate all your losses in the beginning of the game by just making up towards the end of the game and that's exactly what they did and I you know seeing what they did at the end of the game makes me feel more confident them finishing the series in five I don't I think, think it's over I think it's over yeah I think it's over they're gonna win tomorrow unfortunately Trey Young has a bone bruise we got the news today he likely won't be 100% and if they couldn't beat him fully healthy then they can't beat this team with him being hurt, period. He played phenomenally yesterday. Only thing I despise about his game is the mini, he's the new mini version of James Harden trying to manipulate the refs. Every time he doesn't get a call, he cries and it pisses me off because you get calls that you shouldn't be getting, anyways. They're made, the, the NBA committee is going to look over rules for you and James Harden, which tells you what they think about how you're playing the game. That, I understand he's a small guy and he has to try to do stuff for his advantage. I'm going to throw a name out there. Isaiah Thomas, 5'8". The man was straight killing the league, fully healthy. He wasn't doing this, manipulating the rules with these pump fakes, his butt out and everything, the flailing shot, jumping into you into the left wing. It's just ridiculous. Yesterday, towards the end of the game, he took, he drove from the left um, corner. Chris Middleton put his hand out behind him. They called a foul. It's absurd. It's truly absurd what this – is guy in two, and 
I saw Giannis get straight up dogged in the paint, slapped around. They didn't call a foul until the fourth foul. There was three fouls prior to it. The fourth foul is when they called a foul. So you can't do it. You have to call it fair both ways. One guy's big, one guy's small. That's not their problem. They're playing basketball. Call it equally. I felt the Hawks got a lot of calls their way, and they still lost. I think it's over. Nate McMillan, phenomenal job. Would I be shocked if they won tomorrow? I'll be honest. I'll be shocked. I would be more shocked if the Hawks win tomorrow than if the Clippers win today. I think the Hawks, they've, they've overachieved big time. Um, Nate McMillan is going to get probably the biggest contract in coaching history. Um, I don't know if he's going to return. If other teams like, you know, well, Portland is hired. I, I doubt he'd go to Orlando. But uh, what other big coaching vacancies are, are out there? Isn't there a couple still out there? Well, Washington, Washington. isn't big. Orlando isn't big. There's Milwaukee. Th- uh, go ahead. There's a third opening, isn't there? Well, Portland is hired. Chauncey Billups. Uh, Dallas hired J. What's it called? Uh, New Orleans. You never yeah. know. New Orleans, maybe. So, yeah, I would say he stays. Probably stays because he has the most talent available right now. And they've only gotten better. So overall, to, on this series, the Bucks did what they were. The Bucks did what the new Bucks should have done. Yep. The old Bucks would have lost that game. Yep. I completely agree with you there. The old Bucks would have lost that game. They would have been like, okay, we'll get the next one. But no, this new Bucks team, they were down 15 in the first quarter, and Trey Young wasn't missing. Danilo Gallinari off the bench wasn't missing. And Lou Willis made some plays. John Collins got in foul trouble, but he made some plays. Capella, a lot of rebounding. And at the end of the day, they were down in the fourth quarter. They didn't quit. They didn't falter. They won the game. And now I think they got the whole psychological edge here. They win game five, and then they close themselves at the crib. And woo, two of the top teams. They're not the flashiest team. They don't got the super – they do have superstars, but they don't have, like, you know, they're not in L.A., they're not in Miami, they're not in New York, they're not in Chicago. But two of the best teams the whole season should be representing the East and the West, potentially in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic NBA Finals, given what we've been seeing throughout the playoffs this year. You know, I, I'm telling you, people are coming at me because they're gonna make me pick a side. If, they, if these two teams make it, obviously everyone's coming at my neck because these two teams are the teams I felt would make it here before the season started. And I, I really don't know who I could pick here. I really don't. I'm gonna have to pick one. I truly, it's like picking between two kids at this point because if Giannis and them win, I feel amazing for him. And and they after all the shit they went through, but if the Suns lose. Then, bro, Chris Paul, it's over. If Chris Paul doesn't win this time, I think it's done. There's no way. Because next year, you're going to have Golden State back. We don't know about Portland because Dame Lillard issues going on. Utah is going to still be there. Obviously, they got to figure some shit out. Luka, they're going to try to improve. They have their own problems over there. But the Lakers are going to be back. The Clippers, you never know know what they're going to do. New Orleans is up and coming. Denver with Jamal Murray back and them fully healthy. So it's a freaking, like, hell walk to go through in the West. And then the East, Brooklyn ain't going nowhere. They still got those three. 
Obviously, health is a big factor. Philly, you don't know what Ben Simmons, but they still got that team. Milwaukee, still Milwaukee, obviously. And you never know. My Pat Riley always got something up his sleeve. Yeah. Pat Riley may do something. The New York Knicks, if they get Dame Lillard, God, no, oh my God. Um, and then yeah, there are multiple teams out there in contention. So if Chris Paul, it's just, it is what it is. You think he doesn't understand this? He's old. He's getting older. He understands if he don't win it this year, oh my God, he may never win it. I think the most fascinating thing about it, this is we're talking about one team that acquired Chris Paul and the other one that tried to. There you go. Right. There you go. I Even though like- they got you holiday, by my opinion, Chris Paul is significantly better than him. I think, could you imagine the way we'd be talking about this series if, if it was. Well, I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks would be here. I mean, I mean, I don't think the Phoenix Suns would be here if they didn't have him. So. Right, and then we'd be talking mo- about Milwaukee. Like, yeah, Chris Paul was the perfect guy. Just look what he did with Phoenix. Just one guy, one of the worst teams in the NBA. In just four years, they've built themselves into a contender for the next three years. How many years Chris Paul's there? Probably three more years. Uh, three more years. So that's absolutely fantastic. I think what we're going to see – tonight and what we see tomorrow night is going to be indicative of what we see going forward next week in the NBA finals. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, my brain would say the, the bucks win, but my heart would say the Suns win. So I don't know. My brain wise, the bucks should win this. There's nobody on the, on the, no Mikhail bridges, no Jay Crowder King Guardianis. Yeah. I'm yep. sorry. Chris Middleton, um, True Holiday, and um, on paper, the Bucks have everything. Yeah, so on paper, this the one advantage the Suns do have is they have home court, and they've played amazing at home. So that's the one, and we've seen, and that's oh my god, this is probably going to be the most even NBA Finals in a long time. Last year, everyone favored the Lakers. I had my opinion on Miami, obviously. Your prior to that, it was Toronto and uh, Golden State. Toronto was going to win because obviously all the injuries Golden State had. This then is before the that, most... Cleveland, Cleveland Lake and Warriors for four years, it was never even except for that second year where they came back from three one. So think... overall, we have not had many even matchups where either team can really win it, and you really can't dispose of other team. But in this situation. If you told me Bucks are going to win, I'm not going to argue with you. If you told me the Suns are going to win, I can't argue with you. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard to pick if those two end up representing each conference. Yeah, the last time something's been this even, NBA Finals has been this even, is uh, – I would say it's the year the, the, the 73-9 Warriors played the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I don't – I wanted to say that, but – Given how heavy of a favorite Golden State was, I think the series that was most even is the the Ray Allen shot series with San Antonio. Yeah, because the year after that, San Antonio just whopped them because <laughs> they were mad. They were mad. But the year before, the year that they lost, it was evenly matched up. Like you couldn't tell. You know, you had prime LeBron James versus the aging. You know, we thought we thought the Spurs were done that year after that. Right? So Wait, I think that 
The year they the won? Year they lost. The year they lost because Manu looks so old. Tim Duncan looks so old. You know, we thought they could have been done after that. But I think that might have been the most even finals we've seen in a long time. That's It's been seven years. Well, we have game five in 20 minutes around. Everyone, even if you're not a huge NBA fan, you better watch this damn game because these moments don't come around often. They come around once a year. Obviously, to host the Western Conference Finals trophy and then to go to the NBA Finals, we have the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow. Obviously, it's going to be hard because you want to watch as many games as possible. And the series won't start until, what, July 8th, I think you said? So that's no. tough. That means you'll go a couple of days, if not almost a full week without NBA. And that's basically you would have to adjust to life without NBA because once the finals is over, there obviously is no more NBA until October. But there is something else creeping up that's coming. It's a monster. It hides for a long time. It hides for a long time after the season concludes. But – once the door is open and you slowly, slowly get to see the face of the monster, the monster becomes an angel. And that's the angel we all want. The angel that's all coming. It's almost here. Training camp's about to start. And once training camp starts, that basically means the NFL has come back. And I know, majority of this country, we all know one thing. Sunday is basically not just for church. It's for football as well. All right, guys. That wraps it up for this one. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace out.